Praise the Lord for another opportunity to again meet and be in the Lord's word. So I'm, I'm, we're looking forward to continuing in our fellowship and study of the of gospel of Luke. Although we're almost at the end, but tonight we will not quite complete it, but we will be on the, on the door of completing it. But before we get into the book of Luke, let's uh, first uh, sing hymn number 554. Uh, it's a very, very sweet hymn. Let's take this opportunity to, um, you know, we, we, we've all had a day, however it went. Let's take this opportunity to turn away from our day. Let the world go by and turn our, our whole being to the Lord uh, by, by singing and opening to the Lord using this hymn. Brother Aitian will play it for us, but uh, I always encourage you, saints, open. We're not only open uh, listening, but opening our mouths and opening on our spirit. I come to his presence afresh Ere the night has passed into morning And his face I see as it shines on me The Lord within is dawning And he speaks to me and reveals to me all his riches for me today and with sweet delight i partake of him my hunger has passed away the spirit he speaks through the word till my heart and And he saturates and supplies my soul with all his precious essence. And he speaks to me and reveals to me all his riches for me today. And in every way I partake of him. My Amen. 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 Lord. 
Come to his presence afresh. Amen. Amen. Ere the night is passed into morning. Amen. And his face I see as it shines on me. The Lord is morning. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We can come to your presence tonight. Amen. Amen. Lord, we want to behold your face. Amen. 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 Even though within our hearts. Amen. Amen. And he speaks to me and reveals to me. Amen. All his riches for me today. Amen. Amen. And with sweet delight I partake of him. My Amen. hunger has passed away. Amen. Amen. Speak to us, dear Lord. Amen. 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 I partake of him. Oh, Amen. tonight we want to partake of you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that you do speak to us and reveal to us all your riches for us today. Oh, Lord, Amen. we drink of you for our very need. Our Amen. 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 Away. Amen. 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 Love your words, Lord. Amen. 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 And our hunger passes away. Amen. 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 For our every need and our thirsting has passed away. Amen. 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 Right. Amen. He deals with us while we stay joy in His presence. Yes. Amen. Amen. He us and supplies our soul with all His precious essence. Amen. Amen. Yes. Lord, we do thank you. That in tenderness you deal with us. Amen. In your presence. Lord, you supply our soul with all your precious essence. Lord, we thank you. Amen. 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 Cause us to stay in your presence tonight. Amen. Enjoy your tenderness. Amen. And supply our souls, amen. All your precious essence, amen. 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 Apply our soul, Lord, with all your precious essence, amen. 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 He speaks to us and reveals to us all his riches oh, for us today. And we thank him for everything. Oh, our testing has passed away. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Yes, as we partake of you, every way, all our problems are passed away. Amen. 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 My problems have passed away. Amen. 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 Yes, Lord, you are all in me. Amen. Amen. All our problems pass partake of you you are amen. the fountain of life with grace and power thank amen. you lord we just uh, delight in you amen amen amen, amen. 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 wow praise the lord um you know when we when on the one hand we may sing the hymn but from your praising, from your unpacking the hymn, I have a higher appreciation of the hymn. Um, sorry, my camera is off. But uh, I just realized when we when we are all exercising, getting into the riches of the hymn, it actually becomes sweeter and sweeter. So uh, anyway, I, I just really appreciate our, our uh, enriching. You know, the more we release our portion, the richer the Christ we enjoy together is. Um, maybe because uh, uh, today we do have um, a section to read. It's not a lot of verses, but maybe we would have uh, reading in groups. We could take turns. And I would like to encourage you, saints. Um, you know, in Revelation, it says, Blessed is he who reads the, the, the prophecy. To read the Bible is a blessing. So I would encourage you, saints, um, you know, of course, there's a microphone and the camera that we, where we're in. But tonight, I would like to encourage you, come forward and enjoy the blessing. You know, um, even in our groups, I encourage you. Just come forward and read one verse. Enjoy the blessing of reading the prophecy. So Brother Etienne is going to split us into groups. And we're going to read from Luke 24, verses 1 through 35. That's the section we're going to cover tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe we all had an opportunity to read through... Uh, the, the whole um, span of verses from verses 1 to 35. Um, so uh, last week, as we um, continued, as we, we covered, finished chapter 23, we saw that chapter 23 covered the Lord's death. Uh, but then there was a section at the end, which was about the Lord's burial. 
so we saw that when the Lord was uh, arrested, the situation was actually rather dark concerning the people who were accusing him, the people who were uh, judging him. That's the, the court pilot. We saw there was a lot of unrighteousness with the, the, the human system, the human politics. We saw there was uh, darkness in religion because the Jewish leaders had condemned the Lord. They were actually seeking an opportunity to deliver him to death. We saw also Judas, who was uh, his heart. It actually says Satan entered into Judas. And then he was looking for an opportunity to deliver the Lord to the, to, to the, uh, to the Jewish leaders. And while this was happening, we saw also the shortage of the Lord's disciples. Although they had a good heart to follow the Lord wherever he would go, because they were natural, they were people in the old creation, they were not able to be one with him even in death. So Peter, although he proclaimed, Lord, I will follow you, even if it means death, we saw that his natural man had no strength. On the contrary, he denied the Lord three times. And he denied the Lord three times and was so discouraged with this condition. Um, then the, the Lord went on to, to, to be put on the cross um, and on the cross, we saw that the Lord was there for a total of six hours. The first three hours, we saw that it was man's persecution. Man was persecuting the Lord. They are the ones who brought the Lord to the cross. But what we saw last week is that at the end of this persecution, the Lord was still alive. Actually, it wasn't man's persecution that put the Lord to death, but rather it was the second three hours where the righteous God came in to judge all of the negative things in the universe. Uh, he put them all on the Lord. That's when the Lord became a sin offering for all of us. Uh, and we saw the signs that the three, the second three hours on, of the Lord being on the cross, that was God coming in. We saw that one of the signs was uh, there was darkness. That was one of the signs. There was darkness in the whole land. Uh, you know, this darkness uh, could not be caused by Pilate. It could not be caused by the chief priests. Only God could do this. So this is where we see that actually the second three hours of the Lord's being on the cross, it was God's judgment. Actually, the darkness is negative. It shows that all of the sins, all of the negative things were being judged. That's why the whole, the whole um, land became dark because the righteous God, the holy God was coming in to execute judgment. This is when, according to Isaiah 53, the Lord was, was um, he gave himself as a sin offering for all our transgressions. He was dying there as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So, so this is what we saw last week. And uh, we alluded to the statuses that the Lord died in. Not only was a man dying there, 
but he was dying as the lamb of God in order to take away the sin of the world. Number two, he was dying as a man in the flesh. When the Lord was born, was incarnated, he took on the flesh. Uh, the flesh, in, uh, I would say, using the words of Romans, in its likeness. Although the Lord took on the flesh, he did not have sin. But this flesh had the likeness of the flesh of sin. So when he was dying on the cross, he was a man in the flesh. Not only was this man in the, or not only was he a man in the flesh, but remember, the flesh is, in, is, a, uh, is out of the old creation. So he was dying also as the, uh, the man, a man in the old creation. So when he was dying on the cross, Romans 6.6 6 tells us, our old man has been crucified with Christ. So what we saw on the cross is not just the man dying, but everything old, everything old, everything about the old man was crucified on the cross. Uh, moreover, he died as the serpent. Uh, remember in, 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 in Numbers 21, Moses raised up a serpent. That serpent, would, uh, the bronze serpent, would uh, release the children of Israel from the serpent, the serpentine nature which, of the snakes which were biting them because of their rebellion to the Lord. So when they looked upon this uh, uh, bronze serpent, they would live. Christ on the cross was this serpent. He, he prophesied in, in, in John that just as Moses lifted up the serpent, so must the son of man be lifted up. However, what, when he was lifted up, everyone who believed would have eternal life. You know, the, in, in Numbers 21, everyone who looked at the serpent, they lived. They were saved from the poison nature. Brothers and sisters, when the Lord died on the cross and we believed into him, we were released from the poison nature. Not only sins, but sin in nature. Oh, I, 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 oh, I, I, oh praise the Lord for his death. His death was all-inclusive. His death wasn't just to take away the sin. His death was all-inclusive to release us so that we would enter into the Jubilee. All that kept us away from God was being removed. Even he died as a peacemaker. The reason why we needed peace is that God desires a corporate expression. However, because of the old man, we had established many different ways of living. And these ways of living, they caused a, a partition. Because of these ways of living, anyone who doesn't live the way I live, uh, they become an enemy. There is a law of commandment. Uh, we, we, we create a partition. But God desires all his believers to be his expression not to express their culture, not to express their, their laws and commandments. So on the cross, the Lord died as a peacemaker. He, he destroyed the middle wall of partition so that all kinds of people could be joined together. Even tonight in this call, in this Zoom call, 
you know, we have all kinds of people, different ages, uh, different uh, backgrounds, but praise the Lord, we have been released from the bondage of culture in order to enjoy our Lord. He has made peace. Today we're enjoying him as the peacemaker. So this, this is the Lord in his death. This is who he is. Brothers and sisters, I, I am appreciating that no aspect of who the Lord is uh, or what he has done is poor. What I'm trying to say is that everything that the Lord is and everything he has done is very rich. Even in his death, his death accomplished so much for God's economy. Oh, we were released from all the bondage, all that kept us away from God, all that kept us away from one another. And we were reconciled in one body. In Colossians, it says, we need to be thankful for this. We, we were reconciled in one body. Paul says, and be thankful. We need, to, we need to thank the Lord. Lord, thank you for reconciling me to you and to the believers, to the brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. We could be part of your corporate expression. So, so this, this is the Lord's death. Uh, and then after that section, we saw that, although we didn't get uh, into it much, but we saw that the, after the Lord was crucified uh, on the cross, because it was the Passover, the body of the Lord and the two criminals with whom he was uh, uh, sentenced to death with, uh, the, the, they had to be removed. However, in the Lord's case, a, uh, a rich person, a noble person by the name Joseph of a certain city called Arimathea, I believe that's how it's said, this person came and requested the Lord's body from Pilate. And we saw that although the Lord in his death, he was numbered with the criminals, in his burial, he was associated with such a noble person. Actually, Joseph of Arimathea here, he had been part of the council, uh, but he didn't agree with the uh, decision of the council. He was actually a, uh, a disciple of the Lord. Uh, it says here, he was a uh, righteous man who was waiting for the kingdom of God. There, there was such a person in God's sovereignty, God prepared such a person in order for Isaiah 53 to be fulfilled. That although the Lord was numbered with the criminals in his death, in his burial, he was, he was associated with the noble ones. So he was, uh, we saw here in, uh, in verse 52 of chapter 23, this man, uh, oh, sorry, verse 53, he took the Lord's body and he wrapped it in fine linen fine linen. You know what this points to? It points to the fact that the Lord's burial was noble. It was noble. Um, in, his, in his death, the Lord was criticized. It was, he was blasphemed. But in his burial, such a, uh, a noble uh, burial, such a uh, uh, splendid, that's the word I'm looking for, Everything, it says fine linen, 
fine linen. The tomb that the Lord was placed in, it was a tomb that nobody had laid in. So it was, a, uh, it was prepared in God's sovereignty. It was prepared for him. And uh, verses 55 and 56, I'd like to read this, these verses for us because they are, they, we need to realize what, what happened when the Lord was buried. It says, and the woman who had come together with him out of Galilee followed after and beheld the tomb and how his body was laid. Everything here is of high standard. The tomb, it's nobody had laid in before. How his body is laid down, very, very proper, very honorable. And they returned, verse 56, and they returned and prepared spices and ointment. And on the Sabbath, they rested according to the commandment. I don't understand why Luke would record this. Without a view, without the, the view of God's economy, I, I, to be honest, I would not, these two verses are not necessary. If you delete these verses, there's nothing wrong. The Bible would still be fine. We would not lose any critical information. But brothers and sisters, if we have a view, actually, when the Lord died on the cross, you know what he brought? He brought a condition of rest. He brought a condition of rest. That means, you know, um, if you want, on the cross, there might be a lot of quarreling, but when you have a burial, you know what a burial means? It means the end, completely end. Uh, what this means is when the Lord entered into the grave, the old man entered into the grave. When the Lord entered into the grave, our old man, uh, the old creation, our serpentine nature, everything, everything of the old creation, everything we are, everything, even the enemy, Satan. Uh, if you look at Hebrews 2.14, when the Lord was dying on the cross, actually he was destroying the one who has the might of death. And when the Lord entered into the tomb, the enemy was also put in there. Actually, burial means a complete end, complete end. So when, when, when the Lord was buried, it was a sign, a picture showing that all these things, all the old man, the old creation, all the ordinances, they were completely through. All our sins were completely uh, through. So, so, so this is the Lord's, this is the, the aspect of the Lord's burial. This condition, this, this kind of, uh, the Lord's burial brought in a condition of rest, the, the real Sabbath. You know, because of the Lord's death, brothers and sisters, we can rest. We can enter into rest. Praise the Lord for the Lord's burial. But we know uh, that not only did the Lord get buried, actually, the Lord rose. This is what brings us to chapter 24. Uh, in verse 1 uh, of chapter 24, it says, Now on the first day of the week. Um, this word first day, 
Actually, this corresponds to a new beginning. Actually, the Lord's resurrection uh, points to a new beginning. A new beginning in the New Testament, even for God's kingdom. So this is what the first day is. It's the day of resurrection. On the first day, at early dawn, they, the sisters, came to the tomb, bringing spices, which they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Uh, so the sisters, they observed when the Lord was laid on the tomb, and they took note. Because of the, uh, the, 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 the time of the week, they had to rest and, and honor God's commandment of the Sabbath. But on the first day, the first thing they did, praise the Lord, they didn't check the messages on their WhatsApp or smartphones. The sisters, they went up to look for the Lord. This is what they did. They went up and they brought spices uh, and uh, what they prepared. You know, I was wondering about this. Uh, Lord, what is, what is wrong with these sisters? What were they going to do at the tomb? Because the tomb had a stone in front of it. What were they going to do? <laughs> were the sisters planning to lift the tomb, the, 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 the stone from the... What, 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 what was happening here? Actually, what we see here, brothers and sisters, is those who love the Lord. You know, the Lord's resurrection was accomplished by God, but it took the lovers, such sisters who love the Lord, it took these ones to discover it. So actually, their going to the tomb was out of love. The love of the Lord is what caused them to go to the tomb. I don't know what plan they had. Maybe, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't say they brought in cranes to remove the, 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 the rock. They only brought spices. I don't, I don't know how they were planning to get into the tomb. But the point is, they love the Lord. These sisters, because of their love, they experienced uh, a, certain, uh, uh, a certain aspect of the Lord. Actually, in John 20, we see that uh, Mary actually was able to, to, to contact the Lord, not just be a, a witness of his resurrection, but actually she was the one who experienced the resurrected Christ. She was the first one to, to, to see him. Oh, I, I'm just appreciative of this, that, you know, with, with the Lord, we need to love him. Uh, actually, Nothing but love can keep us in a proper condition with the Lord. Uh, we may have many, we may take care of many things for the Lord, but love, love is the primary matter. Uh, actually, uh, in, in 1 Corinthians 2, Paul says, uh, things which have not come up in man's heart or even... Um, Men, men isn't thought about. There are things that God has prepared for those who love him. These sisters, they enjoyed the resurrected Christ. They were the first ones to see the resurrected Christ. They discovered 
the resurrected Christ was, I mean, the, the resurrection was accomplished, but who discovered it? It was the lovers. It was those who love the Lord. So, so may we be those who love the Lord. You know, cultivate our heart. Cultivate a relationship with the Lord where we love him. Anyway, uh, okay, I better, I better move on. So they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Uh, and when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Wow. Stone is away and no body. There's, there's nobody in the tomb. And while they stood perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling clothing. Uh, so they, they didn't find the Lord and they find these two men. This is very confusing. We are sure we saw the Lord being laid on this tomb. We saw him. We went away to prepare ointment and spices, but now he's not here. Instead, there are these two men. What is happening? And they became frightened and bowed their faces to the ground. And the men said to them, oh, I love this. Why are you seeking the living one among the dead? The Lord Jesus is the living one. Praise the Lord. In resurrection, the Lord is the living one. He's the living one. The sisters were the first ones. These lovers, they were the first ones to know the Lord as the living one. Oh, okay. Uh, then verse six, the men go on. He is not here, but he has been raised. Uh, in, I like the... Uh, I like the, the, the phrasing here. He is not here, but he has been raised. The Lord Jesus had been raised. This small word raised is actually meaningful. Um, maybe I'll ask it in this way. Who raised the Lord Jesus? Who raised the Lord Jesus? You know, last time we were together, I asked, who killed the Lord Jesus? Um, and in our fellowship, it came out that God actually was the one who, uh, who had, who had uh, killed the Lord Jesus. Under the, the man's hand, the Lord Jesus did not die. It was only under God's judging hand, the righteous God's judging hand that the Lord was put to death. Now, tonight... I'm asking another question. Who raised the Lord Jesus? There are some verses in the Bible that show us that the Lord actually, he is able to lay down his life, but he is also able to pick it up, to take it up. In other words, the Lord is able to raise himself up. He can do this because uh, of his life power. These verses show us that the Lord Jesus is um, he's the resurrection and he's the life. This, these verses, uh, the, the one I'm referring to is in John 10, where the Lord says, I am able to lay down my life. Nobody, nobody takes it away from me. I'm able to lay it down, but also to pick it up. So on one hand, we could say the Lord Jesus raised himself up. 
But Luke does not say this. Luke says, he has been raised. Actually, in this context, the Lord Jesus was raised by God. In, in Acts 3, Peter, when he speaks to, 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 to the people, he's, he tells them that the author of life you put to death, whom God has raised. So from this verse, we see that on the one hand, the Lord's resurrection, he, he was resurrected because of his life power. He raised himself up. But on the other hand, we see that God raised him up. The reason why I mention this, saints, is that resurrection is actually rich. Uh, I'm sorry to say, uh, many people associate resurrection with uh, bunnies and, and eggs, colored eggs. This, this is unfortunately the state uh, in the world. The Lord's resurrection is more than this. Actually, when the Lord was raised by God, this was a proof that God vindicated him. Remember, the Lord Jesus lived a, a life that was not um, common, to use a, 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 a simple word. His way of living was strange, you know, uh, when he was 12, his parents were confused. They didn't understand him. Uh, how he lived, the, 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 uh, the, the, the actions he did, he would heal people and he would be criticized. In other words, the Lord Jesus was criticized by men. But the fact that God raised the Lord from the dead is proof that God approved of him. God approved the Lord's living. Although the Pharisees accused him and disapproved of him, actually, according to the Jewish leaders, the Lord was, was as worse, as, as bad as a criminal. You know, even the people, uh, they said when Pilate offered them, should I give you Jesus or, or Barabbas? They said, give us Barabbas. They didn't approve of him. Ah, oh, but brothers and sisters, God approves of him. Praise the Lord. The Lord was raised by God. And his being raised by God means God approves. God vindicates. God says, yes, I, I approve of his living. I approve of his work. I approve of his person. Oh, this, this is what resurrection means. It means the Lord Jesus was vindicated and approved or you could say justified by God. This means his death on the cross was approved by God. His death on the cross for our sins was a success. Praise the Lord. If the Lord had stayed in the grave, oh, we wouldn't be so sure. Does God approve or not? You know, when I go to a store, uh, and I purchase something, I always ask for the receipt, for the invoice. I always ask for the invoice. Because if I take something and I don't, if I, uh, if I buy items, although I've paid for them, I don't have a receipt. Somebody could ask me, where did you get those items? 
and I'd have no proof. I'd have no justification of how I got them. Brothers and sisters, today we have a receipt. We have a justification that God approves of the Lord's death. Praise the Lord. In Romans 4, actually Paul says, the Lord Jesus was delivered for our, for our sins, but he was raised for our justification. So today, we have a living proof. The Lord, the resurrected Lord, he is our proof that God has accepted his death for our sins. Uh, this view, actually, this, this truth, uh, I would say it stabilizes our Christian life. It stabilizes. We, that means we, we don't have to live by our feeling, whether we are approved or not. You know, someday we have a good day, we might feel approved, and we are we are we are we are we have boldness to come forward. Some days we're not so we don't feel so justified. Actually, it doesn't depend on us. It depends on what the Lord has done. Because he's he's been raised by God, today we have the boldness to come forward to the Lord. We, 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 have, we, don't have, we don't have to shrink back because it doesn't depend on how a day went, but it depends on what the Lord has done and what the Lord has done, God approves of. Praise the Lord for the Lord's resurrection. And, and moreover, the Lord's resurrection is proof, or you could say is a victory. Remember, when the Lord was, was buried, you know, it, he, the world was the, was the reason the Lord went into the tomb. Satan was one of, was one of the matters. The old man, uh, sin, all of these things. These are the reasons why the Lord ended up being crucified and buried. When the, Lord, the Lord's coming out of the tomb, is proof that the Lord was victorious over all those things. The Lord has defeated the world. He has defeated Satan. He has defeated uh, the old man, everything. Actually, it, it says, uh, oh Lord, oh, in John 20, sorry, in John 20, when Peter came in to look, he saw the, the, the clothes, the fine linen. That means the Lord defeated all the old creation. He came out of the tomb in, in resurrection, in victory. He was victorious over all those things. And not only was he victorious, he was also released from the shell of his flesh. When he became a man, he was concealed in his flesh. This flesh became a, a, a confinement. And the Lord expressed this desire within him. Oh, he had a baptism to be baptized with, how he desired to be released, to release his life. When he was raised, he was released. We're going to see later on, it says, he entered into his glory. So, so the Lord's resurrection was him entering into his glory, released from the bondage of his uh, outer shell, he was released to be in glory 
And according to 1 Corinthians 15, not only was he released from the flesh, he was transfigured to be the nomadic Christ. He became the life-giving spirit. He was no longer bound in the, in the, in the realm of the flesh, uh, in, being in the flesh, just being in one place. But now he had been released to be one who gives life. Oh, praise the Lord. The Lord's resurrection is very rich. So when it says he is not here, he has been raised, brothers and sisters, he's being raised means we have the boldness to come forward to enjoy this life-giving spirit. Okay, uh, I think uh, because of time, I better just uh, continue uh, with, with this, uh, with, with the reading. Uh, and uh, in verse seven, the, the, the two men reminded the sisters of what the Lord had said. Remember, uh, say, remember what he said to you, how he would be, he, uh, how he, while he was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on the third day rise up. And they remembered his word. And they, and returning to the tomb, from the tomb, they reported all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. So the sisters, they were the first ones to preach the gospel of the resurrected Christ. They were the first ones. How about this? Actually, if we look in the gospel, in the Acts, the, 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 the book of uh, the Acts of the Apostles, the gospel that the early disciples preached was primarily concerning the Lord's resurrection. It wasn't just of the Lord's death. You know, among Christians today, it's very, very common to find people who are preaching the, the gospel of the Lord's death. And no doubt, that's not wrong. That's not wrong. But it's short. Actually, the gospel needs to include all that the Lord has done, even his resurrection. Actually, it is in resurrection that he's able to enter into us. You know, if he remained in death in the tomb, you know, he would be the, we would have a dead savior. But brothers and sisters, our Lord is not dead. He is living. There's a verse uh, in verse 23. It says, he is living. He's not the God of the dead, but the God of resurrection. Oh, praise the Lord. We not, we, we also need to learn to preach the gospel of the resurrected Christ. Yes, on the one hand, it's true that the Lord died for us, but moreover, the Lord has been raised in order to be life to us, in order to make us his building, the church. Okay, actually, um, I, won't, I won't be able to get into this, but Actually, these words, uh, what I'm about to say was very helpful to me, is that resurrection is the life pulse of God's economy. Resurrection is the life pulse. Without resurrection, God's economy is impossible. There's no, there's no God's economy. There's no life-giving spirit. There's no church. 
There's no members of the body. Without resurrection, we have nothing. Actually, resurrection is the life pulse of God's economy. Okay. Um, uh, I think maybe because of time, uh, I, I think I better stop here and uh, Brother John will take on from here. Amen. Amen. Oh, this is good, Hector. I would like to just remind about how this very God became a man in order to go through the proper experience of human being. If you go to the outline here, it's a proper experience of human being. Number one is to experience the matter of preparation. Um, religious people ignore preparation. But God, man, Savior, he went through a proper preparation. Then the second experience of a God, man, Savior is he not only became a man, has proper preparation, he also come to serve. Okay? He did not come to be served, but he come to serve. Okay? He is being a man in order to serve man. If he did not kneel down himself, lower down himself, he cannot wash the feet of the disciple. So he did not just come to be a man and just enjoy his human life here. Number one, he learned to went through the process of preparation. Number two, he learned how to serve, to minister according to his human virtue. And number three, being a man, he come to present himself to the dead for redemption. He need to put on the body for redemption. And, and number four, he being a man, he experienced the dead of a man savior. On one hand, he presents himself to the dead for redemption. On the other hand, he himself experienced death. And from the outline we covered earlier, this death is comprised of three matters. Number one, being arrested. Number two, being judged. And number three, dead means being crucified. This is the three definition of death. Number one is being arrested. Arrested means being caught, being put to stop. We all don't want to be here in that kind of arrested and or being captured. That means you lose yourself. And that is the Lord Jesus when he became a man. He went to experience death, number one, death means being arrested. Uh, he loses his freedom and he being captured, being caught and brought to stop. And number two, what do you mean present himself to death? Sorry, what do you mean experience the death? Number one is being arrested and number two is being judged. We all don't want to be judged. To be judged means people form opinion on us. People are judging us, evaluate us. And this is being judged. And he's the very God, which is the perfect God and complete. 
a perfect man, a complete God, yet he admitted himself to be judged. In fact, even our Christian life, people are putting a lot of opinions on us and evaluate us. And that is how we experience to be his continuation. And number three, the experience of dead man's savior is being crucified. Now, crucified is a lot of persecution, that crucifixion in order that he can be our redeemer and he, through crucifixion, he can shepherd us in resurrection. No crucifixion, no resurrection. And this week, morning revival, show us one of the pattern, how he shepherd us. In Psalm 22, 23, and 24, these three chapters show us how the Lord shepherd us. We all love 23. Psalm 23 is wonderful. Jehovah is my shepherd. I shall not want We memorize that whole chapter. But do you know where is Psalm 23 come from? Psalm 23 come from Psalm 22. If there is no Psalm 22, he cannot shepherd us in Psalm 23. If there is no Psalm 23, we cannot be the people who received is coming in Psalm 24. These three chapters is the complete picture of how the Lord went to the cross and shepherd us in resurrection and prepare us to be Zion for his return. Psalm 22, the whole chapter is talking about Christ's experience on the cross, just in verse one. And all the verses, <clears throat> In Psalm 22, our expression of Christ, an <clears throat> expression of Christ on the cross. Psalm 22 is his, his experience on his first coming. And Psalm 24 is his experience, the experience of Christ in his second coming. 22, first coming, 24, second coming. And 23 is the bridge to connect his first coming and second coming. In Psalm 22, talking about how he experienced on the cross. In verse 1, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? These verses remind you this is his prayer on the cross. And the rest of the chapter is inward experience while he was on the cross. His crucifixion. That crucifixion bring him into resurrection. And between his first coming and second coming, he is shepherding us. He loves us. He shepherds us in his love in resurrection. Psalm 23, he takes care of us in five stages. And these five stages is he shepherds us in the pasture, bring us to the pathway, then from the pathway, bring us, go through the shadow of the valley of death. And from the valley, he brought us to the table of our adversary, our enemy. And that table 
will bring us into his house. Praise the Lord. These are the five stages of how Christ shepherd us in love, in resurrection, between his two coming. Saints, where are we today? Because of his crucifixion, he can shepherd us in resurrection. Um, between his two coming, we are under his shepherding. The five stages of his shepherding. Pasture to the pathway, pathway to the valley, valley to the table, table to the house. And then this house will become Zion to receive his coming back in chapter 24. Well, I'm glad that Brother Hector gave us a list of how he accomplished his work in resurrection. And uh, yeah, his, his, his work in crucifixion. And then in, in chapter 24, Hector also mentioned that now on the first day of the week, you read it in your Bible, is a new beginning from the old creation. A week means seven. Seven is the completion in the old creation. Yes, complete seven, but now is the first day of the seven. That means another new beginning. That is a new beginning from the old creation. After Christ has done the work of his crucifixion, now we are in resurrection. And here, an early dawn, at the early dawn, that means before the sun rises up, they, that means many of them, okay, the woman came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. Underline the word, the spices, and then underline the word prepared. The word prepare implies that they come with seeking heart. They have a heart to seek the Lord. And they come to discover the resurrected Christ. And because of their seeking heart, because of the preparation of the spices and what they prepared, and then the stone rolled away from the tomb. Who rolled it? The one who prepared. Saints, if we have a heart to... If we have a heart, we prepare to discover the resurrected Christ, the stone will roll away. Amen. The stone saw you're coming to seek for the Lord, then the stone will roll away and reveal to you. Um, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord. And while they stood, yes, on one hand, you did not find, but at the same time, they experienced, perplexed about, and behold, they saw two men stood by them in dazzling clothing. The clothing is shining. And they become frightened and bowed their face to the ground. The man said to them, why are you seeking living one among the dead? And here they saw the revelation, the experience. Did you see, this is a very special experience. The Lord even speak to them. He's not here and has been raised. Hector 
already <clears throat> mentioned that he has been raised. Amen. People kill him, but God raised him. <laughs> In fact, that people kill him. People persecute him. God killed him. Now God is the one who raised him. And then, but before that, remember how he spoke to you while he was in Galilee. He spoke to you that he will went through, <clears throat> deliver into the hand of the sinful man and be crucified. And on the third day, rise up. You see, all the sisters, they have a good morning revival. They enjoy God speaking here. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> let's go. And while they experience how the Lord appeared to them, oh Lord, okay. underline, no, 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 verse 12, encircle the word, but Peter, oh, Peter is here again, okay. but Peter rose up and ran to the tomb, stooping to look in, and he saw the linen cloth alone. And he saw, okay, and he went away to his own home, marveling at what he had, had what had happened. That's all. That is our brother Peter. Did you see? Usually, the brother confirmed the fact, but the lover have the personal experience. Saints, we don't want those who confirm the fact. But we want to be those lovers who have the personal experience. And what does this sister experience? The experience, the resurrected Christ. Hopefully, if you got pen, please write it down. Then after what, put it in your Bible. The seven aspects of the resurrected Christ. Many people talk about crucifixion of Christ. But what we preach, we preach the resurrected of Christ. I hope that we are all able, not just only write it there, but to experience the seven aspects of the resurrected Christ. Number one, the resurrected Christ was vindication of his life and his work. But Hector mentioned, God justified. God said, this is right. God acknowledged. Saints, many things, what we worked, what we did, God did not acknowledge. What God acknowledged, what he justified, is everything passed to death. On the other side of death, that's the resurrection, that's the one he justified. How do we experience um, resurrection? Number one, pass through death. Then God justified our life and our work. Secondly, the second aspect of resurrection is out of the tomb. Resurrection is something is successful. Is he is out of the tomb? Is the sign of a successful? What's resurrection? Resurrection is out of all creation. We are not in the all creation. We are out of the tomb. Tomb is a sign of the all creation. 
Number three, he's overcome the world, Satan, they, Hades, and tomb. Again, resurrection is the one who triumphed over world, satanic system, and the both world and Satan, and dead and Hades. These are the one whole, no one can go away, and the tomb. But resurrection is the one who over all these things. All these things are under our feet. They cannot hold us. Rather, we just overcome, triumph over the world, Satan, dead, Hades, and the tomb. Acts chapter 2, verse 24. It says, even dead cannot hold this resurrection life. And number four, resurrection brought us into glory. And that is in verse 26. It is necessary for Christ to suffer. Saints, through suffering, we enter into glory. Now, Christ, through his suffering, his suffering is for him to enter into glory. Don't think suffering is just a kind of punishment. God did not punish him, but that is the path to glory. We did not encourage people to watch the vision, the, the passion of Christ. He don't need you to sympathize him. They make it all kind of things just to sympathize the Lord. Saints our life. You through suffering is to prepare us into glory. Suffering cannot perfect us, but in the midst of suffering, we experience, we look for the Lord, we seek the Lord, we experience his supply, we receive his grace, then that suffering will bring us into glory. You cannot escape suffering if the glory is our pathway. We want to see uh, it is necessary, it must, that Christ must suffer and enter into his glory. Amen. And are you higher than Christ? You're going to escape suffer. We are the heir of glory. How our master go through, we pass through the same with our master. And number five, resurrection is his transfiguration. Because of that transfiguration, that he ever become the life-giving spirit. That transfiguration through resurrection. Of course, he showed his disciple before he went to the dead. He gave him a glimpse of transfiguration. But at that time, not yet. Just showed him. But through death, he transfigured from his physical body into a spiritual realm. And that became the life-giving spirit that he able to impart life into us. And number six, through resurrection, he germinated us into the new creation. He not only impart 
the spirit to us, but he germinated us into his new creation. This is what we discover in resurrection. Mary, she saw Christ resurrected, but today we discover all the significance of resurrection. And because of resurrection, he germinated us into new creation, make us become the new creation. The more we experience resurrection, the more we experience in the new creation. And the last one, resurrection of Christ is produced the church, which is the body because of his resurrection. Anyone who experiences resurrection, we he make us to become his body, his reproduction, the, this corporate Christ. Since we not only know the fact, but we want to experience the resurrection. We don't want to be those brothers who confirm the fact, but we want to be those sisters, those lovers who have the personal experience of resurrection. Amen. The seven aspect of the resurrection is for our experience. Every point, these seven points of resurrection. Well, I go quickly. We still got a lot of verses to go through. And Christ in his resurrection, then number one, he was discovered by the woman, by the lovers, which is very good. And number two, he appeared himself to the two disappointed, um, the two disappointed brothers, disciples. These two disciples, verse 13, two of them are going on the same day to a village. So they are going to a village called Emmaus, that is much lower than Jerusalem. They are going downhill. Uh, they went to Jerusalem and heard the news that Christ being this crucified, and they got disappointed. And Christ on the third day resurrected. They don't know what's going on. And they almost live the church life in Jerusalem, going down to Emmaus. And while they're talking to each other concerning all these things, what's going on in Jerusalem? And they're talking, and then the resurrected Christ, on one hand, appeared to the lovers, on the other hand, also come to visit the defeaters. These two got disappointed and lived the church life going down to Emos, look at verse 15. While they were talking, chatting, discussing, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Underline the word drew near. That's the first thing, how the Lord come in resurrection. He come to draw near to the person who going 
out from Jerusalem down to Emmaus. He did not tell us where the Lord come from. But just as the Lord drew near to them, because they started, went far from the Lord, but the Lord drew near to them. That's number one. And did you see? This shows us his omnipresent. Where did he come from? In resurrection, he is the omnipresent. Omni means all, all time. Omnipresent, that is all time he's present. In his omnipresent characteristic, he came to draw near and went with them. He did not rebuke them. He did not stop them, but he went with them. Is that quite sweet? How the Lord is our shepherd. He went with them, going down. Hi, saints. I think uh, maybe the connection on, on Brother John's side may have failed. Um, Let's give him a few, a minute or two to, to reconnect. Okay, saints, I'm glad they can come back again. Uh, I'm sorry for this we are experiencing the hotspot. Okay, we carry on. Even my clothes is not dazzling, but praise the Lord, amen. <laughs> We can go on here. All right. When he appeared to the disciple, number one, he come on his way from Jerusalem to Emos. Is that so sweet? Yeah. Not the one going up to Jerusalem, but the one who left Jerusalem. This is how the resurrected Christ come to shepherd us. I feel very sweet in a resurrected way. He did not come to judge us. He did not come to condemn us. But he even went with them. Keep going down. With them, with the disciples. And verse 17, what did he say? And he said to them, what are these words? What are you talking? What are you chatting here? And they stood still. And then they tell him, I assume that they know much more than the Lord Jesus. But the Lord Jesus bear with them. He did not rebuke them, but he bear with them and let them talk, let them teach him. And verse 19, and he said to them, what thing? The Lord said, what? They said to him, the thing concerning, there's a man called Jesus. He was a prophet. He's powerful in word and in word before God, all the people. They just know the Lord in a physical realm. They did not know the Lord in resurrection. Now, this is how they know about him. That is number one, he walked with him. Number one, he walked with them. And number two, he bear with them. Saints, this is again, I would like to say, this week, morning revival. Love endure, you know. The degree of our love depends on the degree of our endurance. First Corinthians chapter 13, talk about love. And chapter 12, talk about the vision of the body. Chapter 14, 
talk about the practice of the building, but chapter 13 is the bridge from the vision to the practice. And chapter 13 talk about love. Love built up the church. When Paul talk about what is love, the first, first definition of love is endurance. Long, long, long suffering. Amen. Love. You need some price there. Without Psalm 22, there will be no Psalm 23. The paying of price. Love comes from, come from price. God, Christ loved the church and he gave himself for the church. So love is not just say, I love you. Love is so expensive. And the Lord come to shepherd his disciples by enduring with them, bearing with them. Our Lord, amen. Number three, the resurrected Christ came to take care of his disciples. Number one, to walk with them. Number two is to bear with them. And number three, he come to feed them by opening their mind, by opening their eyes. Verse 25, and he said to them, oh, foolish and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Then he showed them, revealed the word. It is necessary. Don't you know it is necessary for Christ to suffer these things and enter into the glory? Start from the whole Bible, from Moses and from prophets. And the Lord start explaining to them clearly in all the scripture, not only from partially, but all the scripture, the things concerning himself. This is how the Lord done in his resurrection. Saints, if we are in resurrection, we are his continuation. We care for the saints, we walk with them, we endure, and then afterward, we also the same thing. We minister, we serve. And this is the resurrection. The resurrected Christ, how he ministered himself. And then he, what did he do here? He, he opened, explained to them clearly. He explained to them clearly. That is the way how he ministered. And verse 28. And when they drew near to the village where they are going, he acted as though he still wanted to go on. And they constrained him saying, stay with us. Because it's near evening and the day is already gone by. And he went in to stay with them. Praise the Lord. He not only walk with them, he stay with them. And even he break the bread and then he opened their eyes, verse 31, and their eyes were open, and they recognized him, and then number four is he disappeared. The word disappear, that means he hide himself. He did not say, go away, say bye. No, 
he disappeared means he continued with them, but in a hidden way. Saints, wonderful for this resurrected Christ. Praise the Lord, he disappeared. Does that mean he gone, but he hide himself into the spirit. He trained them, I'm still here with you, but in a form of spirit. No longer know me in a physical way. Amen. These are the four things that how the resurrected Christ take care of the disciple, the defeated, the failed, the weak disciples. Number one, he walked with them. Number two, he bear with them. Number three, he opened, explained, what is that? Explain the word to them and minister the word to them. And number four, he disappeared and to be with them in a way of invisible, in kind of omnipresent way to be with his disciples. Amen. Okay. And then verse 33, and they rose up that very hour. It's just so sweet. Okay. After his shepherding, and they rose up. They even did not want to wait for next day, but that very hour, and then return to the church life, return to Jerusalem. Amen. Okay. This is how they experienced the resurrected Christ. Saints, the sisters, they, the sisters, they experienced uh, the, the lover of Christ, they experienced the resurrected Christ. Even the weak disciples, they also experienced the resurrected Christ. Amen. All right. I stopped my speaking here. Uh, maybe we still can have a few minutes of sharing.